Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we pray for those who have tuned in to this week's podcast. We continue to pray for the young people who are losing their lives to gun violence. We pray for their families. Give them comfort. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the righteous judge, Jesus Christ, amen. We continue our study of Ephesians, starting today with the second chapter and with the 11th verse. And it reads, Therefore, remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh, who were once called uncircumcision, by what is called circumcision, made in the flesh by hands, that at time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. My friends, Paul may have been dealing with the problem between the Jewish converts and the Greek converts at the church at Ephesus. Although God's plan of salvation in the Old Testament came through the Jewish nation, Paul shows the Gentiles their hopeless condition before salvation came to them. The Jews used circumcision as a badge of honor and looked down at those who were uncircumcised. But the Jewish nation lost their special relationship with God because although they were circumcised by human fleshly hands, their hearts were not circumcised in submission to God. But the Gentiles' lack of physical sign of circumcision also meant they lacked five privileges that God had given to Israel. In verse 12, first, they were separated or without Christ, while the Jews had a national hope for a Messiah. Second, they were excluded from citizenship in Israel. While some Gentiles converted to Judaism, the entirety of the Gentiles were excluded or alienated. Third, Gentiles were considered foreigners to the covenants of the promise. These covenants pointed to the promise of the Messiah and included the Abrahamic, the Palestinian, the Davidic, and the New Covenant. The covenants also promised Israel a national existence, a land, a king, and spiritual blessings. Fourth, the Gentiles had no hope. Folks, what an awful state to be in. No hope. No Messiah to save them, and no chance of being saved. Fifth, they had no God in the world. My brothers and sisters, do you know how desperate of a situation the Gentiles were in? But in verse 13, Paul contrasts the former state of the Gentiles with the present state. Formerly, they were so far away from God and the Jews that they were not in the picture. The present state is that they were brought close to God and the Jews through the blood of Jesus. Sin separates us from God, and only the sacrifice of Jesus was able to remove that separation. His death on the cross was for Jews as well as Gentiles, who were adopted into God's family. Paul continues his reconciliation of the Jews and Gentiles, starting with Ephesians 2 and 14, writing, For he himself is our peace, who has made both one 
and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments, contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off, and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one Spirit, by the Father. My comrades for Christ, the reconciliation of Jews and Gentiles begins with Jesus as peacemaker, as he joined both groups together, the circumcised and the uncircumcised, into one group. How? By removing the great barrier that separated them, the law of Moses. Faithful Jews could not live close to the Gentiles and keep the law. For example, the Jewish temple in Jerusalem prohibited Gentiles from entering the inner courts where Israel worshipped. The purpose of the law was to preserve a young Israelite nation from the influences of the surrounding nations. Now Jesus removed the legal barrier so that Gentiles could join with Jews for salvation. The Gentiles were never expected to keep the law. As a matter of fact, Jews could not keep the law. My friends, Jesus preached peace to both the Jews and the Gentiles. Now be careful not to miss the reference to the Trinity in Ephesians 2.18. For through him, Jesus, we both have access by one Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to the Father, God. Those who currently insist on carrying the law to its fullest extent miss the work of Jesus on the cross. We finish chapter 2 with Christ being our cornerstone as we look at verses 19 through 22. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens, with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Folks, do not let anyone tell you that you are not a member of God's family. Your race or nationality makes no difference. Just because you're not a Jew does not have any bearing on your status with God. By bringing us into his family, God did not make us Jewish or Jewish Christians, but made us Christians with the rest of God's people. We are full members of his family. We are not members of the Jewish family, who claim Jerusalem as home. We are members of God's family, who claim New Jerusalem as home. Revelation 21 verses 2 and 3 says, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them and shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. My brothers and sisters, the Jews can have Jerusalem. I want the new Jerusalem, because that's where my God will be. The church was built on the foundation of apostles and the prophets. Their ministry looked only to Jesus Christ. The apostles of Jesus were taught by the Master himself 
While the Old Testament prophets predicted the coming of Jesus, the cornerstone is the most important part of the foundation as it holds all the other stones together and provides proper angles for the rest of the building. Jesus is the cornerstone to the foundation of the church. When you add the believers, which now include the Gentiles, you have a church. The Jews had the temple in Jerusalem. The Romans and Greeks had the temple of Diana in Ephesus. Both of these structures no longer exist, but the church of Jesus Christ will live on forever. God has changed his residence from the temple built of stones to the hearts of men and women. The Holy Spirit dwells in every believer. My friends, if the Holy Spirit does not reside on the inside of a person, that person does not belong to God. Pure and simple. Those who reject the work of the Holy Spirit reject salvation. For how can we live the way God wants us to live without the guidance of the Holy Spirit? As believers, we fit together in God's plan along with the Jews to form a new structure, a church with the apostles and prophets as the foundation, Jesus as the cornerstone, and the indwelling of God through the Holy Spirit. And if you are not sure of your role in God's plan and you hear the Holy Spirit calling, do not resist. Submit and comply with the Spirit and be part of the new spiritual temple. Do it while there is still time. Whatever you've done previously is forgiven. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your plan to include us in the building of your kingdom. We pray that someone will hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and give their lives back to God so that he can use them for his glory. We ask for forgiveness of sin, no matter what it may be. We lift up our sister church in Kenya and pray blessings upon Pastor Joshua we pray that he continue to lead the unsaved to Christ. We pray these things in the name of the Lord, our righteousness, Jesus Christ. Amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer requests as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.